0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Vibby.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some Unicorns of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Retcher king Wassenaar. I am a free agent head coach and analyst, as well as a contributor for Slingshot Esports. And welcome to day six of our EU LCS team-by-team podcast preview series here at the Rough Drafts podcast. It is an exciting day whenever we get to talk about a team that made the playoffs last split and went out of their way to invite a live animal onto the team, which I don't know how that's going to change the stage meta, but if his Twitter account is to be believed, we actually have a live bear that's going to be on stage here for this team, and I can't think of anyone who would be more excited about this with me than my (laughs) co-host, Walter ciedis (laughs) Fedchuk,
1: a fellow contributor at Slingshot Esports. Walter, how are you doing? You're right, he does. He has the greatest social media (laughs) account. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's fantastic, and I'm glad you went full 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 jokey. I'm gonna go the Stephen Colbert route, and they are America's greatest enemies, and I want nothing to do with bears because they are a threat to our national security and should be dealt with in a brutal manner. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I will say, I can't uh, I
0: can't claim full responsibility for the joke. Obscurica came up with it first. He thought that it was gonna be. It was a very bold play by Vitality to invite a live bear on stage. Um, and, and then, of course, Mighty Bear tweeted that out and he said, see, I knew it. It's an actual bear. Um, so I really appreciate, you know, shout out to Obscurica, friend of the podcast, and shout out to Vitality, the team that we're talking about today, for they have indeed signed a Mighty Bear to replace Shook in the jungle. They also signed Police, the AD carry uh, from Apex Gaming to replace Hjarnan, who is, I guess, taking a split off. This team obviously had uh, some problems in the playoffs. They were a team that we had a lot of high expectations for because they finished third in the regular season, but they lost one to three to Fnatic in the quarterfinals. And that leaves you with a lot of questions about what to do next. So Walter, we saw what they did next as a result. How do you feel now that these roster changes have been made official?
1: So... For me, I've never been a fan of Hjarnen. I've always thought that he was overrated from the eye tests, but statistically he's always been a very like solid AD carry. And I just never understood the love that he sort of got. Shook was definitely underwhelming, but again, kind of panned out the way I expected him to pan out as he's going to have some really high highs and some really low lows. And... When you have two known qualities and you don't do great with them, yeah, you're gonna take a risk and you're gonna do go do something and you're gonna go grab this random Korean bear and see what happens. <laughs> so um I'm lukewarm on it. The changes they needed to make some sort of change, and we'll see if these changes work out for the best.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting change, specifically the Yarnin change. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of question marks surrounding Mighty Bear. A lot of people had no idea who this guy was. He was a backup jungler on the Chinese team Newbie and then was put on their LSPL team Newbie Young where he and a guy who apparently is named Clid uh, played some games. He was previously known as Moon, so that might confuse some people because we have another guy who was previously known as Moon who came in from Korea this split. But the TLDR on that guy is that He didn't really play all that much. And outside of being very competitive in solo queue in both China and Korea, it's hard to say whether he's actually going to be a big threat in competitive play. But Hyarnin is someone with some actual shoes to be filled. Hyarnin was third in the EULCS in KDA, kill participation, and CS differential at 10 minutes. He was also in the top five in terms of CS per minute uh, amongst 80 carries that played at least 10 or more games in Europe. So clearly the guy was doing something right. And while he may not have been flashy in any individual way, one of the key things about him is that he was very reliable. He did not die very often. Uh, In fact, only forgiven died fewer times than him uh, when playing 18 games. So that's a good feat in and of itself Now you've got Police in here who is not necessarily seen as a very talented AD carry. He was one of those things that people pointed to as one of the weaknesses of Apex Gaming when you looked at how that team was playing in the Challenger series. And now he's basically been promoted to this LCS spot and it's hard to see him filling that role particularly well. But Walter, when you look at you know, the storyline that is going to impact this team the most over the course of the split. Do you think that it's going to come down to how that bot lane progresses or are there other places people need to be looking if this team is going to really take that next step forward?
1: See, this team is, is all-inclusive of it's both the changes that they made that have to pan out. Police and Kasseng need to be able to work together and have a very similar type of influence in the laning phase that Kjarnan and Costing were able to do. Mighty Bear is going to have to now learn how to work with both, both Nuke Duck and Cabochard, figure out their preferences, figure out when they'd like to be ganked, what champions they want to be ganked on. But as a whole, Mighty Bear is in a very good situation because... Cabochard and Nuketuck are both fairly independent laners. They don't really need a ton of jungle pressure. Now, Shook did put a lot of pressure on both of their lanes because when you get them ahead, they've proven that they can absolutely snowball a game. But on the whole, he he's just in a very good spot where if he succeed his success is going to be a lot easier than Police's success.
0: Yeah. I you have to hope that given the solo Talent that this team has, that Mighty Bear is able to get them off the ground. Obviously, Nukeduck uh, took a step forward last split. I think it's safe to say he realized that he didn't need to be the hard carry mid laner. And because they had Yarnin playing as well as he did, you know, they were very much able to just have him be a nice laner who, you know, kept ahead and made sure that the enemy was on the back foot. Uh, and and use that to his advantage. His CS per minute numbers were well above average for the mid lane position, and it gave them a great opportunity to have that reliable second carry. And now it's really going to come down to, if this team is going to succeed, Mighty Bear needs to make sure that both Cabochard and Nukeduck continue to be that guy, even as the bot lane likely needs some time to adjust. And that's really what it's going to come down to to me when I watch this team. I want to see how they balance these two kind of player shifts that we've now seen. This is a team that throughout the regular season was known as being incredibly objective focused. They were almost, one could say, a little dull to watch. I know you said it many times throughout the split because they were so methodical in how they got objective after objective. If they get Mighty Bear to buy into this... I don't think that changes, but what does change is how flexible they are in order to make those kinds of map rotations. Before Hjarnan was such a threat that you had to respect him in those kinds of team fights. He was able to turn those, you know, those engages around, especially in areas around the Dragon Pit, around the Baron Pit, etc. And you could rely on that to carry you forward. Now that Police is going to be there, I think it is more on Mighty Bear. To figure that out because we know what police is we 've seen him play on an you know on a challenger level we've seen him play against North American LCS teams and we've seen him struggle i don 't see any reason to believe that he's going to magically get better overnight, but if Mighty Bear this LSPL Korean that a lot of people are already having big question marks around if he can at least buy into the system, if he can at least play the vitality way and be in the right place at the right time, that might be enough to keep Cabochard and Nuke Nukeduck going. And if he develops over the course of the split, then it could be a lot scarier than people are making him out to be right now. Walter, when you look at this team, what is the
1: best case scenario you see for them? If everything goes right, how does this team end up? I mean, you just brought it up. The best case scenario is that they pick the picked up these two players and they do. They buy into this vitality system, which is a slow, methodical, rotational-based play style where it's getting ward control, it's being very slow, sieging up on towers, allowing Cabochard and Nukeduck in the side lanes to do their thing. And I think by having a extremely young jungler, a player that you can really make a lot of influence on. You can really define what his play style is going to be and turn him into the jungler you want. That's very helpful. Again, his two side laners are very, very self-sufficient. They can really you know, control the lane themselves. They get their farm by themselves. They don't need a jungler to come and constantly camp their lane constantly put pressure on it so it allows mighty bear a lot of time to come into his own and to learn how he his play style is going to influence a game police on the other hand from day one him and costing basically need to be on the same page and they basically need to be at least as good a bot lane as they were uh in the spring split if this team wants to contend at worlds them flaring out in the first round of the spring playoffs doesn't bode very well because the third seed for Europe at Worlds is going to be in for a world of hurt when it comes to that drawing. So they really need to avoid that third spot. And best case scenario is they're going to be a good team and all of these players mesh together.
0: Yeah, I I think you nailed it on the head that there is an urgency here. I think the reason that we see these changes right now Obviously, Hjarnin seems to have requested a break, so that's something that they had to make a decision on. But they didn't have to replace their jungler. That was a decision they made because they looked at what Shook was bringing to the table and decided that it wasn't enough for where they were trying to aim as a team. They've obviously invested a lot in their infrastructure, to try to bring that team up to speed, and there are a lot of big names on here that they believe are capable of, of being that kind of team. My concern, and this is the worst case scenario that I see, regardless of what you think about Shook, and I've said a lot of negative things about him over the course of his career, I think that he's not necessarily, I think he's about as far away from a playmaker as you can imagine as t- in terms of junglers, but he doesn't die. The one thing when I was looking through the stats over at Oracle's Elixir, uh, run by our good friend Tim Sevenhusen, he and Hjarnin just did not die very often, which is so important when you're looking at how a team is going to succeed in an objective-focused style of play. When you are designed to squeeze out your opponent, you need to be able to have your positioning be immaculate. You need to make sure that the opponent can't catch you out, can't punish your rotations, can't take advantage of, of you being in the wrong place at the wrong time and suddenly swing all that momentum back because the momentum is very much something that builds on top of itself. And whatever you can say about Shook and whatever you can say about Kjarnin, they didn't die. Their positioning was, up until the playoffs at the very least, rather good. And Mighty Bear is coming from an LSPL scene that does not particularly value positioning above all else. It's very much a fight, fight, fight kind of mentality. Uh, the Challenger series in, in China has not necessarily advanced quite as much as the actual professional scene has, as is always the case, really. And police is not a guy who is known for great positioning over at Apex. So if those guys get caught out, there's a very good chance Vitality can't play the way they want to play. And if they aren't able to get those objectives... And suddenly you need Nuke Duck to be a hard carry mid laner. You need Cabochard to start styling on guys just for this team to, to push their way forward to victories. They're in a lot of trouble. And that's something that I genuinely fear for with this team is just that Mighty Bear and Police might not be the kind of guys that can pull off the strategy that's worked for them so far. So Walter, I ask you now with all of this into account, where do you think this team ends up at the end of the
1: I think this team has taken a little bit of a step back compared to where they were last split. They're going to to, to an absolute rookie jungler away from Shook, who's an extremely long-tenured LCS jungler, and to Police, who's had limited success in his professional and challenger series stints. That being said, I still think they're incredibly talented. Duck and Kabashar and Kassing are arguably top three in their positions. And even Duke duck is the only one that I'm struggling to say. He's the best at his position. Mm -hmm. Uh, So all that said, all that talent, this is definitely a playoff team, whether they're a top three team though, that's really where, whether mighty bear and police work out, that is what will answer that question. If mighty bear and police are really strong and instantly get into this vitality system and it just all works, there's a very strong chance that they're a top three team. But for right now, you know, before day one is even played, I have to say they're probably four or five.
0: See, I'm a little bit lower on this team, I think, than you are. I have them around the five to six spot. I think right now I have them fighting with Rocket for that five spot just because Fnatic, G2, H2K, Origin, all of them retooled. All of them, in my opinion... It did a move that you could say is an improvement for how they want to play the game. Vitality, I believe, took a step back. I just don't see how police is going to fulfill everything that Hjarnin was for this team. It seems like a massive downgrade in that regard. And that's because I value Hjarnin, I think, quite a bit. Mighty Bear is someone where I would love to see him succeed, and not just because he has the best social media account amongst League of Legends players, though it is one of the reasons, admittedly, But it's going to take time. And the key is, who are they going to be matched up against when the playoffs roll around in which you feel great about their chances? And I don't have an answer for that right now. I need to see Mighty Bear take some massive leaps forward before I'm willing to say that this team has enough to out-rotate and outsmart some of the opponents they're going to be going against. You know what? That's why they play the split. Obviously, Vitality has some faith in these guys. Hopefully, the Vitality faithful have some optimism that they'd love to share with us on social media. If you want to tell me that I am being too hard on this team, please
1: do. I'm at RedshirtKing on Twitter. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? Yo, Mighty Bear, you can hit me up at Sadies underscore LOL. I need that follow, buddy. Come on. I, I got to be followed by a real bear. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I want to be followed by a bear as well. He's here for ganks and fun, and that's something that we cannot ignore. Uh, we You should also follow us for fun. Not really ganks, but at least the fun side of things. If you go to soundcloud.com slash esports rough drafts, or you go to iTunes and search rough drafts under their podcast section, you can subscribe at either of those places, and you'll be sure to catch every episode that we make. We're also six days into these team-by-team previews. If you've missed any of them, we went over Shulk, H2K, Rocket, Fnatic, Unicorns of Love yesterday uh, in Europe, and in North America, we've been doing the same thing. We've looked at Cloud9, NRG, Immortals, Echo Fox, CLG, and today we took a look at Team Liquid. So, There are tons of podcasts to check out if you're interested in the North American side of things as well. And you should come back tomorrow because we're going to talk about a team that is filled with wonder is a safe way to phrase it. So until tomorrow, goodbye, Internet.